There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jack. And Mary. And we are here with episode 56, Animal-Based Proteins. Versus plant-based proteins. And Mary, let me tell you, it is so good to have you back. Yay. I have been gone. I have been in New York City. And I am so excited. Next Tuesday, I might have a chance to go stop in on Dr. Gonzalez's office. Well, Dr. Isaac's office now, because Dr. Gonzalez died. And um, I'm excited to see his clinic and see what's what they're doing there, the fantastic treatments they're giving to people so yes and it's not just cancer it's diabetes metabolic syndrome a lot of other problems that um he has even though he's an md has recognized as many more mds are beginning to recognize a lot of these chronic problems that we're suffering from cancer whatever else excuse me is a nutritional problem yeah that's what's so exciting about seeing his clinic one of the true healers out in the world. And, you know, speaking of that, that's, that's the whole point of our forbidden doctor. We're looking for the cause of health, not disease. We're not crisis care doctors. We don't try to get rid of symptoms. Medical doctors do a fantastic job of that. There's no reason we should even try to compete with them. And we're not trying to compete with them. For instance, we had a patient that came in with, um, a lot of anxiety and they, she was on these really strong anti-anxiety drugs and we put together a beautiful protocol for her and we didn't try to replace or to fix her anxiety. We don't try to go to any kind of symptom relieving things. That's, yeah, that's the medical approach. That's the medical approach. And in crisis care, that can be a wonderful thing, but it's not good for chronic problems. For instance, diabetic drugs, you know, they, they offer diabetic drugs. They should, they, well, I shouldn't say they should, but that's what we try to do is get rid of the reason or heal the diabetes or anxiety drugs instead of, you know, throwing in an anti-anxiety medication that doesn't heal anything. We want to heal your endocrine system. Yeah, so everybody has stress. It's just our ability to handle that stress. And for some yeah. people, when they have uh, endocrine imbalances going on, especially through the HPA axis and other things that might affect what we know as the limbic system, uh, the slightest bit of stress can throw somebody into a, a you know a world class panic attack, and so they throw Xanax at it. What we do <laughs> is to get is to bring the system back into balance so it can handle those stressful moments without exploding. Yeah, and, and here's the problem with us, with what we do. It's so tempting to try and chase symptoms, you know, throw in a bunch of minerals to calm people down. But everybody I get just about is a gut case. And, you know, their, their, gut, their guts have been so destroyed for so long because they haven't eaten fat, they haven't eaten good protein, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and they've stayed away from fat. And that their end, endocrine systems, their hormone glands have just crashed. That's why they're exhausted and tired and depressed and have no energy and all kinds of other problems. But we're not going to, you know, doctors will jump in with a boatload of hormone. Well, even alternative doctors do this. Alternative doctors try to chase symptoms. Yes, they they do. That what you're allergic to and stay away from all that. Then they try to throw in a, you know, a whole ton of herbs, but they don't heal. They're not curative. And then they try to give you a boatload of hormones. I mean, that's the big thing now is this hormone replacement therapy. So what we try to do here is go very foundational with food. And that's where Standard Process comes in. And that's why they're, you know, the oldest vitamin company. I think they're 
is in the world, aren't they, Jack? 1929, at least. No, there's some in Germany and a few places like that. They're a bit older. But in the United States, it's the oldest supplement company. Yeah, and, and here's, 1929. The, here's the reason why. It's curative. It, it goes to the base problem. When you fix the gut and then you feed the endocrine system, then your own body can spit out the minuscule amounts of hormone it needs every second of the day from every hormone gland. Your gut can break down the proteins and emulsify the fats and excrete the toxins. I mean, what do you have if you don't have that? Let me give you an example. I have a patient who was doing GAPS really, really well for nine months. She had Crohn's disease, and she was, she was running to the bathroom. Um, she would call up stores and say, is your bathroom to the left or the right? I mean, that's how bad it was. She had 30 seconds to make the bathroom. She did GAPS. She did the food part. She ate perfectly for nine months. She still wasn't better. She got on the standard process supplements, and in one month, she got on the radio and said, I, my Crohn's is gone. And it's been two or three years now, Jack. You've seen her in the Yes, office. I have. Yes. She has one, maybe two bowel movements a day. That's it. All done. We went very foundational. Same with another um, case I had. Somebody had extreme psoriasis to the point where they almost looked like a burn victim. They did gaps for a year perfectly. But until we got them on a very personalized protocol just for him with standard process with standard process six weeks later boom it was gone and i now let me uh i'm going to interrupt you for a second because i want to explain what gaps is for just a moment for those who are just listening to our podcast for the first time if you will go to podcast number 43 what is gaps and how does it work gaps is an, it stands for gut and psychology syndrome something developed by a neurosurgeon in england about two decades ago, and now it's gotten to the point where it's just catching on like wildfire around the whole planet that underscores and substantiates what Hippocrates said 2,400 years ago, that all disease begins in the gut, and likewise, all healing begins in the gut. And so yeah. there are a lot of people who are following the GAPS program, and as I said, podcast number 43 goes into depth about that. And so when Mary is talking here, uh, about these these two patients that were on gaps for a while, they still needed supplementation because I'm telling you, you just can't get it in the food you buy in the stores anymore. We all need some very serious underscored supplementation of whole food concentrates, well, not the them. synthetic stuff, whole food concentrates. Go ahead. Well, I'm just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but tell them, and I realized I'm yelling, you know, I'm, I'm yelling because I'm in New York. I'm trying to, you know, scream all the way to Utah. <laughs> yes, well, this this is being recorded in Salt Lake, so you got to speak up, honey. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but tell them about that patient that was eating so well, eating a whole bunch of heart. Yes, yes, uh, because there were some heart problems, so uh, this patient would eat heart. You know, a lot of butchers and and some of the health food stores that have refrigerated sections now will have. A clean beef heart, clean beef liver. And so with his liver problems, he was eating whole liver. For his heart problems, he was eating whole heart, which 100 years ago was known to take care of these problems. But 100 years ago, these problems were so much fewer than they are now. Well, you wouldn't be in this situation. Because people were eating those things naturally. Yeah. So until I could get this fellow to start taking uh, food supplements that were very concentrated elements of the, that is what is necessary for really good critical heart function. He would take these in these little pills. They were concentrates. Like that are just a few of these. I'm sorry, go ahead. Like cardiotrophin? Like cardiotrophin. Uh, it's a protomorphogen that stimulates better heart cell uh, formation as well as stops any kind of autoimmune attack that the body may be doing against the heart. Which, you know, 70, 80 years ago was unheard of, but now... You'd have to eat a lot of heart. You'd have to eat a lot of heart, that's true. So once we could get them on these concentrated food supplements, and our patients still refer to them as vitamins, there's vitamins in there. But more importantly, they're concentrations of the parts of those organs 
that are the most critical aspects of good organ function. And so when he got on these things in a matter of weeks, the heart yeah. symptoms disappeared. Yeah, it's very it's 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 very difficult to eat perfectly and as you say, if anything has a barcode, you probably shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in fact, I made that mention on a national radio show. I was a guest for two hours on a national radio show this morning, uh, Coast to Coast Broadcast, and um, I made that comment that at least 90% of foodstuffs, not everything else, but just foodstuffs, 90% that has a barcode, you should, probably shouldn't be eating it. Yeah. So that one of our favorite stores has a deli. And I will go in there sometimes and get some meat from this deli. Uh, I make sure there's no sodium nitrites in it. But uh, then they will stick a, a label on it once they weigh it. And it's got a little barcode. That's an exception. You know, <laughs> when you go through the produce department, most of what's in there doesn't have a barcode. If you go through the meat department and, and you order right through the glass, I, well, I want that steak. I want those chops. And I would like that sausage. You know, they'll stick a little barcode on the wrapper once they get it weighed. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about That's stuff that may have been made two or three months ago, finally got shipped to a store out of cold storage. They put it in the dead zone. Yeah, stuff you'll find in the dead zone, especially in a box, a bag, or a can. Which is in the middle of the the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Let's, this, uh, let's get on with this. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make that point because it's so critical – when you can't eat hard or you refuse to eat hard or you just don't have time, people are too busy, you know, take three cardiotrophin PMGs in the morning and three in the evening. Away from eat. food. Uh, yeah. And watch well, what happens in 30 days with your heart. Yeah. Amazing. You did an endocardiograph on a man the other day and it was fascinating. You thought it was a faked test. Because yes, I thought, yeah, I thought our tech was pulling a fast one on me. The results were so perfect, and you came to find out that this guy has been on our standard process heart protocol with the cardiotrophin. For a full year. For a full year, and, and he had a perfect rhythm in yep. his heart. Yes, and he was in his late 70s. Okay, so to rebuild, now we're going to get into food more. We know that protein is the building blocks of everything inside of our body, but we've been taught for years that soy and lentils and other plant-based proteins are just as good as animal-based ones. I mean, a protein's a protein, right, Jack? Well, a protein is a protein is a protein. That's true. But it's not so much the protein itself as opposed to are you getting all of the essential amino acids that make up the protein? That's what's important. Proteins are simply the building blocks of the body. We all know that. They're the brick and mortar of the brick wall. They're the, the uh, two before studs that are inside the wall. They're the sheetrock that goes over the studs that hold the wall up. That's the protein part of, of, of the construction of a house or a building. The same thing with our bodies. The, the number one protein structure in our body is collagen. I think if I remember the numbers correctly, we're about 60% collagen. Every cell in the body has collagen holding those cells together, holding them together as a family, as a group. What is it that holds the heart cells together? They're stuck together with collagen fibers. The heart itself is covered with a pericardium that is all made out of collagen. It's inside a part of the chest called the mediastinum that is completely surrounded with collagen. Those things are made out of proteins, and so protein must be a part of our regular diet in okay. order for these things to take place. And it's not just the, the structure that holds us together. Enzymes are made out of proteins. Hormones are made out of proteins. Uh, nerve structures are made out of proteins. Now, there's fats in a lot of this stuff, too. But proteins can't get into our bloodstream. We can eat protein all day long, and it can't get in. It has to be broken down. Yes. Did I forget that little thing? Yeah, just this little teeny thing. Yes. So it has to be broken down with enough stomach acids in your stomach into amino acids. And there's 20, what did, what did we decide on? 21, 22, there's depending the, on what school you went to? Yes. I think there's 21. There's nine essential and 12 non-essential. Okay, so. And essential great. simply means that it has to come in through the diet. Your body will not make essential amino acids. You mu they must be in the food that you eat. Okay. So this food that we eat, this big chunk of steak, can't just suddenly, you know, like Santa Claus, 
putting his nose finger to his nose and going down a chimney. It can't just get into your bloodstream. It has to be broken down into amino acids. They're little teeny tiny molecules, I guess you would call them. Yes. The amino work. acids, they're, they're, well, you know, they're, they're not exactly they're the idiotiest, bittiest. They're small enough to get through the wall of the intestine. Yes. You don't it's want not. proteins going through the wall of the intestine into the bloodstream. No, that's when we get that wonderful protein called gluten, which is actually a really good protein. When it gets through the wall of the, the gut, we become allergic to it in that, you know, we build yeah, that's the thing. To, that's an important thing about proteins. The only thing that causes an allergy in the body is a protein, and when it gets in, an active protein gets into the bloodstream. Your immune system goes nuts because, because that protein will react with something, and you yeah, don't. And you, and you don't want that happening. No, no, because proteins. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, but th that's the whole point. When you get a protein that's in your bloodstream, you know you have a bad digestive system. Your digestive system has not been able to break it down into amino acids. So it's not that it's, oh, it's poor unlucky me. I'm allergic to gluten and casein from dairy and I'm allergic to Kleenex tissues and I'm allergic to this and this and carrots and everything else. No, it's not just unlucky and you were just, you know, chosen to have this thing happen to you. you that's a very clear sign you have a bad digestive system. You don't have enough acid in your stomach and you don't have a good working pancreas and gallbladder in your small intestine area. So proteins have to be broken down into amino acids. Then these amino acids get into your bloodstream and they go off somewhere and then tell us what happens, Jack. Well, what the protein, the, we, we break the proteins down in the digestive system. And interestingly enough, the stomach is full of hydrochloric acid. Well, it, it fills up with hydrochloric acid once you have food in the stomach. Now, the sugar, the carbohydrates, vegetables and fruits, the hydrochloric acid really doesn't have any effect on that. The fats that we eat, the fat in bacon, the fat in butter, the fat in cream, uh, is relatively untouched by the hydrochloric acid as well. Those things need bile, to break down the fats into smaller pieces so they can become water-soluble. A good gallbladder. Which you need a good gallbladder for. The amylase enzyme that's in your saliva is what breaks down carbohydrates or at least starts the process. Then those carbohydrates, are break, they go from starches into complex sugars into simple sugars. And if it doesn't finish by chewing your food adequately enough, after it gets through the stomach into the intestine, the amylase enzyme that's in your the pancreas releases will finish off the digestion of those sugars into very simple sugars so they can get through the gut wall. The important thing here is that the stomach does not fill up with bile for fats. It does not fill up with amylase for carbohydrates. It fills up with hydrochloric acid, which is death to the proteins. And the proteins are broken down into smaller structures called peptides, or they're broken down into amino acids. Because when those amino acids are absorbed through the gut wall into the bloodstream, they're relatively inactive, inert, in the sense that they won't react with anything. And those amino acids go throughout the whole body, the body, like the annual floods of the Nile before they put in the Aswan Dam. And those, those amino acids are absorbed into the liver, where the liver will make certain kinds of proteins, but mostly they're absorbed through the wall of the individual cells of the body, of which we have trillions upon trillions. And those amino acids go inside the cell itself. Now, remember, a cell is like a, like a uh, water balloon. It's not something flat. It's, it's a squishy water balloon. And inside that water balloon is a liquid that we call the cytoplasm. And in somewhere inside that cell is the nucleus, which is the brain of that cell. And inside that brain is the DNA that makes that cell do what that cell is supposed to do. But the DNA stays inside the nucleus, nucleus and it uses RNA, ribonucleic acid, to send a message from the DNA in the nucleus into that big old water balloon because it's filled with these little tiny machines that are called organelles that do the work of that cell so that a liver cell acts like a liver cell, a kidney cell like a kidney cell. 
and it's all patterned by the DNA. And as those amino acids go in through the wall of the cell, the DNA command center tells the RNA to tell those organelles, make this protein, make that protein, make these different proteins out of these amino acids that are present. So now, that can only happen complete protein. if the complete right. protein is in our diet. And that's the real crux of what this whole podcast is about. Are we getting complete proteins? Now, uh, that is the job of the nucleus. That's the job of the DNA and the RNA and all the little machines inside that cell so that it's pulling in food, it's getting rid of waste. It's pulling in oxygen, it's getting rid of carbon dioxide. It may be releasing hormones. It may be releasing other kinds of chemical messengers, depending on what the job of that cell is. But all of those things are protein structures, and they require all 22 of the amino acids to be present. Because some of those essential amino acids, again, those are the ones that come in through diet, are necessary to make some of the non-essential amino acids that the liver does. And if we don't, and if we don't get that essential, there's going to be two or three uh, non-essentials that will will not be formed. And that means there's going to be some malnutritive lack somewhere in the body. Let me just jump in real quick right here. Standard process has a fantastic product that nobody should be without. It's the eight essential or nine essential amino acids. It's called protofood. And It's one of, if you could only save one product from Standard Process and only take one, this would be the one to save. Amen. Yeah. Protofood has the nine essential amino acids in it, which you just explained, enable your body to make the the other amino acids. And without that, without that, those essential amino acids, we're in trouble. So this is kind of the crux of the idea of plant proteins versus animal proteins. And so... You know, how, how, how are they different? That's a, yeah. a question that's, that's often asked. Because protein, protein, right? No. That's what I'd like you to explain. Well, there's the Bantu of South Africa. They have a high-carbohydrate diet. They've had it for thousands of generations. There's the Eskimo, the Inuit of Greenland and Alaska that have had for thousands of generations whale blubber for their mainstay of their diet. Very, very little vegetable, very, very little fruit. Yet they're very healthy, very sturdy, uh, husky people who live in some of the most, you know, difficult circumstances and climate of the planet. And so the, the question here is, are we going to get from a plant-based diet the kinds of things that we need or desperately need in order for all of those amino acids to be made. There is a study. Now, there's a lot of studies on this, and the vegan population listening or the vegetarian population out there listening probably will not agree with what I'm about to say. But you cannot get some of the essential aspects of protein sourcing in the human body from plants alone. There's this interesting study in the uh, that you can get it in PubMed. PubMed. Wait, 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 wait. A new <laughs> a new study shows we can get you to believe anything as long as we say a new study shows before whatever we say. <laughs> yes, especially if it's on the nightly news. Yes. yes. A new study shows the moon is indeed made of cheese. Yes. And then there'll be a certain portion of the population that will start to believe that. But this is a this this was a well-done study. It's in PubMed. You can see it for yourself. The title of the study is the skeletal muscle anabolic response to plant versus animal-based protein consumption. And anabolic means building up. Catabolic means tearing down. Anabolic means building up. So we have anabolic processes in the body. We have catabolic processes in the body all the time. What this study, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it this way. I'm going to put it in my words because there's some really big words here that may be difficult to understand. <clears throat> but it just simply says, that the body's ability to absorb and extract the amino acids from plant-based proteins is not as good as it is from animal-based proteins because uh, the absorption is poor, The what's called the urea synthesis, which is a byproduct of protein catabolism. In other words, when our bodies use proteins for whatever it needs it to do, there's a breakdown, there's a residue. 
and it just isn't as good and strong in our urine as it with plants as it is with animals. And the bottom, what's the bottom line mean? The bottom line is animal protein is so much more dense than in vegetable protein. And if we were cows or sheeps, sheeps, if we were cows or sheep, and we were out there in foraging all day long, which they have to do to maintain life, uh, this is going to sound a little silly, but they're not that they're not out there building dams. They're not out there putting satellites in orbit around the earth. Yeah, they're not creators. They're not creators. With, yeah, so we have with, to eat dense nutrition, so we have time to create. Yeah, yes. So we have much more nutrient dense foods. These Indians, the what did you call them? The Inuit, Inuit. the Eskimo. Oh no, no, no! I meant the oh, other people. Oh, the Bantu. Bantu. Where, where are they In from? South Africa. Okay. So they're not Indians, but okay. I was thinking it was India, but they eat mostly carbs, plants. 80%. They, 80% of their diet is vegetable. But they, but they also eat something very critical. Yes. Animal products. Fish. Yes. They eat fish. Correct? Yes. Yes. So I don't think... You can get the full protein panel by eating just plants. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm saying, yeah, that is because there's a B12 problem here. B12, cyanocobalamin, is a very, very important member of the B family. It's only found in animal-based products. Now, again, I know the vegan community is going to say, no, 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 it's in plants. Not to the degree, not to the degree whatsoever of concentration that you will find in animal-based products. And without B12 in the system, you are going to have serious nerve problems. Yeah. As I mean, well we, as digestion, we, as well as energy, because B12 deficiencies will lead to a certain kind of anemia uh, that literally can kill you. Anemia, yeah. you know, a, uh, problems with the red blood cells. Yeah, we think we can get that from rice polishings, but... We, we need to eat the livers, and, and if we can't eat it, then we need to supplement with it. Yeah. You know, Cataplex B, um, which is whole food. This is not a B vitamin complex like you find in the stores everywhere where they squirt in all these different vitamins. This is an actual comes from liver. The, the densest food we have if you're trying to get B vitamins. Well, it is the most, probably the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. Yeah. The liver of an animal that grazes all day long in clean grass and can drink clean water. So, you know, if you if you can't if you can't eat liver all the time, liver pate, all these different ways. I I knew one lady that literally she, the doctors gave her a month to live and she went home and got fresh organic grass-fed liver and put it in the blender, threw some spices in and some water and drank it for three months and she lived she just barely died you know who i'm talking about right mm -hmm. jack mm -hmm. she lived what two two more decades mm -hmm. i yes. think yes so liver can restore you from the dead same with you know bone broth if we only eat plant-based proteins we have a b12 deficiency typically correct yes and it can lead to so something called pernicious anemia yeah, so what so that so what that's what happens over time. We're just not able to rebuild. I often give the example of the lady that um came into our office that was had been a vegan for 30 years, I think, and when she sat down on the couch, I mean her gray hair just fell everywhere all over the couch and we had to clean it up. When she went back in to be corrected by you with your Nuka chiropractic correction, I happened to walk in when you were talking to her, and you couldn't even see her bones on the x-ray. Yeah. You and, could see the outline, but you couldn't see the inside because yeah. it wasn't there. And you said, I don't know what's stopping your head from crashing into your chest cavity. And I met her later in the bathroom, and she was crying, and I felt so bad. And she said, you know, God told me not to eat meat. And so she was really upset and confused and everything else. But, you know, our God now is the media. The media tells us what we should eat and what's bad for us and what's good for us. Because these huge corporations, they own the country. And they're not going to get out there and tell us that, you know, hey, you need to eat saturated animal fat. 
No, you need to eat our processed food that has a barcode on it. Yes, that's right. You need to eat our commercial foods that are processed in commercial plants under the most horrible conditions, whether they're poultry, whether they're pork, whether they're beef. Yeah, just the most terrible of conditions, which is why I don't recommend anybody. You know, this is where I'll agree with the vegan and the vegetarian community. You should not be eating meat that's processed commercially. Yeah, I agree. You go, you go to a butcher, and all every every city's got a butcher that does special kinds of uh, preparation, and they will get clean animals, and they will provide you with clean meat. Well, you know, and, you know, I have to back up just a little bit on that because I think it's important to note also that even if an animal maybe wasn't fed the best, GMO, antibiotics, you know, all these different things, they still have livers and kidneys. They still are able to clean out many, many toxins where a plant can't do that at all. If you don't get an organic plant. A plant doesn't have a liver? Yeah, and it doesn't have kidneys, and it doesn't have, you know, spleen. Or and sweat. All. Yeah. Yes. It's sprayed with something, or it sucks something up from the horrible ground, the dirt that it's growing in, the soil. It's in the you, plant. It's in the plant, and it doesn't get rid of it. And you eat it, and guess whose liver and kidneys have to clean that out? Your own. Yeah, so it's very important to try to get the best meat and try to get the best vegetables and plant food that you do eat, because... Plants can be very cleansing. They can really help your liver go through phase two of liver detox. But you don't have much inside of you to break down plants. Well, let me ask you this. What about the argument out there that uh, the people will present, well, I went on a vegan diet for a couple of months and I really felt good. Yeah, that's where the term angry vegan comes from. Because for a couple of months, you do feel good. You cleanse out, you get all that toxic waste out of you. You get you destroy candida in a lot of aspect, a lot of cases. You just have it's just a really good thing for a couple of months, and then you start to starve, and that's where the angry vegan comment comes from because they're so hungry. You know, you can't fast more than three days. Yeah, that's a very that's a very important point. Yeah, anything that, past three days is starvation. Yeah, you're starving, and your body starts to cannibalize itself. Yeah, I remember my nutrition, one of my, uh, I think, Nutrition One teacher in uh, school. Uh, taught, he's an Indian from India mm-hmm. and uh, naturalized American, but uh, he was always telling us the Indian food diets and all this kind of stuff. And he's the one who taught me. He says, you can't fast past three days. And we're all looking at each other. It was kind of a setup statement because he says the sugar that's stored up in the liver and in the muscles called glycogen will give you about a three-day sugar supply in case your food is cut off. After that, the body starts to, as you said, cannibalize itself. Because all of these protein structures, the hormones, the the chemical messengers that I was talking about earlier, uh, the enzymes that make all the processes of the body happen, they're all made out of protein. And if you're not getting protein in because you are fasting, or starving, your body will recycle its own proteins from its tissues, and it'll start eating its own liver, its own muscles, its own heart, its own kidneys, as it tries to take whatever protein structures it needs in order to create new kinds of proteins that life support systems depend upon. You so know, he said, he said, that's, he says, you can go to India today, and there are these people who are on these long, super long, two, three month fasts. He says you never see any of them over the age of 40. They always die of heart disease or heart attacks before they hit 40. And that's the reason why. It's just like some of our our, our young people who have eating disorders and they're anorexic and they stop eating because then the body starts eating itself. And that's why they have serious heart problems. Wasn't that uh, Carpenter? What was her name? Yeah, most beautiful voice ever. Yes. And she was anorexic and she died of a heart attack. Yeah, art, her art. She ate her heart. Could you explain again, because I don't think I got this. Can you explain again how the amino acids rebuild a cell? They, they reassemble themselves into a protein. Now, there's, there are machines inside of a cell, okay. inside this water balloon, that pull that as those amino acids come through the walls of the cell. Okay. And the cell has little 
pores, little openings, little windows for particular kinds of chemicals that are in the bloodstream. And some cells will pull in these amino acids. Other cells will pull in different amino acids. Some cells will pull all of them in. And these little tiny machines inside the cell called organelles are made out of proteins. And they have the message coming to them from command central, the DNA inside the nucleus of the cell, delivered to them by the RNA. And this message tells them how to reassemble these amino acids to create the protein structures that are necessary for that cell to live, to do its job, to take in food, to get rid of waste. Uh, Maybe that cell has something to do with the rest of the body as it sends other kinds of messengers back out of the cell into the bloodstream. All those things are involved with proteins. And so as the digestive system tears the proteins apart that you're eating into its constituent amino acids, those amino acids get into the bloodstream because proteins do not belong there. Those amino acids get into the bloodstream and they go throughout the whole body like a massive flood. And whatever cell needs whatever amino acids that are floating around, that cell will pull the amino acids into the cell and rebuild it into a protein that stays inside that cell to do the work of that cell. Ah, so you get a new eye cell or you get a new ear cell or an artery cell. Or the heart. The heart turns over every 30 days. Yeah. So why does heart disease persist? If you have a, if you have some kind of cardiomyopathy going on, some disease condition of the heart, and and the cells are getting replaced every thirty days, why is it still sick? Well, it's it's based on your nutritional quotient, the malnutrition, the poor protein choices or poor food choices or poor fat choices, up to that point that cause the diseased heart will cause diseased cells that replace the diseased cells. So you uh-huh. keep, you keep that cycle going. That's why the heart is the fastest organ in the body to respond to improved nutritional choices. You start eating foods that are heart healthy and, and really, and I'm not talking about the commercials on TV. I haven't uh-huh. seen anything in any heart commercial on TV about heart healthy food that's not the exact opposite. Yeah, it's They're grain. heart deadly foods. Yeah, they always say grains, grains, grains. I think we have a podcast on that. I'm looking at our list right now, in fact. Oh, yeah. Well, number 19, the real cause of heart attacks, that, that touches on the subject. But Yeah, uh, that goes more into sympathetic versus parasympathetic. But, it, but. Yeah, I think we do a little food there. But in any event, you know, let's, uh, I, think it's, I think we can start wrapping this podcast up. We have something exciting to tell you. We've been telling you about this cheat sheet you can get that tells you what proteins and what foods to eat that are good for you and tells you what ones you should avoid. And you probably all by now downloaded the free little cheat sheet at ForbiddenDoctor.com slash gaps. If you haven't, go do that. It's just ForbiddenDoctor.com slash gaps. But now you have a new opportunity, if you download that, to get our new meal plan. And it's, yeah. And it's real exciting. I really, we, we were reading through it the other day and editing it and doing all these different things. And it takes all that good food that we recommend you eat and puts it into a meal plan, gives you a shopping list, it does everything, tells you, you I mean, it's a no-brainer, you don't have to think anymore. And you, you can start this way without changing anything in your lifestyle, and it just drops into your inbox and your email, and you can start being healthy today. So go to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash gaps and get that free copy of the cheat sheet and then you'll have the opportunity to buy our new meal plan. Kind of exciting. Yes, it's for an entire week, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And as you said, what you need to do, what you need to do to get it and how to put it together. This is this is actually designed for people who don't cook. These aren't these aren't extensive meal plans. Well, these that are would things be me. and <laughs> that's why I take so many supplements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I but it's very critical to take whole food supplements, not isolated nutrients yes. and synthetic, synthetic vitamins. So go to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash GAPS, G-A-P-S, and let's get started right now on changing your health. All and right. A couple of more questions that I, oh, that I have that I, that I want to address towards the vegan vegetarian community. 
And again, I have the most profound respect for people who do not want to kill something to eat it, especially animals or fish. There is an incredible book out there by Lierre Keith called The Vegetarian Myth that I would highly recommend. She was a vegan for 17 17 years, years, something like that. Yeah, ended up getting degenerative bone disease. But she realized that you kill just as much being a vegan than you do if you're a carnivore. So it's a fascinating read. She writes like poetry. Oh, it is. It's worth it just for the narrative, let alone what the content of the narrative. It's worth it to just read the narrative. So a question I've been asked is, what should I do if I've been consuming plant-based proteins all my life? I'm going to give an example of a pregnant woman who has a developing baby inside of her who desperately needs docosahexaenoic acid. It's DHA. It's one of the essential amino acids. Uh, I mean, essential fatty acids that's necessary for the brain structure of that baby. Now, as the baby's brain needs protein to develop, it needs DHA. And the fetal brain is 40% DHA. It's about 40% saturated fats and 20% other fats and proteins. Now, why am I bringing up fats? Because fats go with proteins. And the only real source that is concentrated enough for us to get the DHA and the EPA that we need for our brain, for our heart, is from fish. Now, there's flaxseed has these things, but in a much smaller complement. It has alpha-linolenic acid that we know as ALA, and your liver can convert ALA into DHA and EPA, but at a very, very slow, very low-volume rate. So there's three essential fatty acids. The ALA you get from a plant, the EPA, and the DHA you get from a fish source. Yes, from deep ocean, clean deep ocean fish. Which are very important for your brain and your endocrine glands. In other words, your hormones. So you're happy and you're calm and you're, you know, can create and all kinds of different things. So the ALA can, 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 when you eat that, you can convert that into the EPA and DHA, but it's not as efficient. But no. it's still really good. It's, it's, it can help inflammation um, in a good way. It can help. Well, it's very good for inflammation. ALA is very good for inflammation. That's why I recommend flaxseed oil. That's what we have in our Linum B6, a product of uh, standard process. And it's also why I tell women who are pregnant who are coming under our care, because the NUCA correction I make to the spine makes labor and delivery so much easier than they ever experienced prior to the correction. But I always tell them, you must be eating fish three or four times a week. No, I don't mean breaded fish sticks. I mean deep ocean fish. And they'll say, oh, I can't stand fish. Then you have to take tuna omega-3 supplementation. At least six of these pearls a day while you're pregnant. Nine wouldn't hurt because your developing baby needs that DHA for its brain. If it doesn't get it, the brain will suffer. I had a patient that has real adrenal problems, and she would chew up the tuna omega-3 when she would start to panic because um, she would never stop when once the panic episode started and so she would grab actually she would grab cardiotrophin pmg that's the dna of the of the heart which is a product santa process puts out cardiotrophin pmg and start chewing that which i mean she's a rock star to do that it's, <laughs> it tastes pretty bad and she would chew up tuna omega-3 and it would just calm her down. Yes, yes. It was, yeah. So, so the answer to that question I gave, what should I do if I've been consuming plant-based proteins for all my life? At least try to get some fish in there. Yeah. At, at least, least try to get some fish a couple of times a week. Uh, you'll also get uh, the animal protein in raw dairy. You'll get it in raw homemade yogurts, raw homemade kefirs, uh, the cream that comes with raw dairy. Or raw eggs. Uh, You can cook an egg, but when you cook the egg, the the protein structure, uh, the albumin changes, obviously, with with the white of the egg. But it's extremely digestible. The egg yolk requires almost no digestion on the part of the human body. 
So when you see Rocky sucking down that mason jar or glass, whatever it was, with about nine or a dozen eggs or whatever it was, there's a real powerful scientific principle behind that. Well, in our meal plan, we have a raw egg shake, a soda fountain shake, chocolate, mind you, that um, is really cool. Okay, uh, another qu- two more questions, then we're done. The, the question is, what are, what's the best proteins for my body then? Kind of a summation here. Well, they're the, the proteins that nature made. And was, well, nature made plant proteins. Well, that's true. Nature made those plant proteins for the animals that are designed to be eating plants all day long. Yeah. Now, I'm talking about animal-sourced proteins that have the fat complement with it. When you watch the wild animals of this planet pull down a living animal and then kill it and then start to eat it, the real powerful carnivores, the lions, the tigers, the bears, they don't eat the skeletal meat. They're eating the organs. They eat the fatty part of that animal and they leave the skeletal meat, the porks, the chops, the loin, the, the steaks for the hyenas and the baboons. The scavengers come along and eat those things. These animals will crush the long bone, the big animals, the lions, tigers, and bears will crush the long leg bones and suck the marrow out of those bones. You see them licking the ends of the bones to get that marrow. You see them eating the lungs and the heart and the adrenals and the liver and the brains. But those plant-based proteins aren't going to hurt us. No, no. No, they won't hurt you at all if it's a clean plant. Organic, please. Please make yeah. sure the fruits and vegetables you eat are organic. But they're, they're incomplete. But they're, that's right. And they don't have B12. And without yeah. B12, you're going to have an energy problem. I, I had this kind of a partial debate with a patient of mine who is vegan. And um, she says, you can talk to me about anything except veganism and eating animals. You can talk to me about anything else because I don't want to hear it. And, you know, well. You didn't have a debate. Yes, <laughs> we didn't have a debate, but I said, "I'm I, all right, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about energy. That's why you're in here complaining of having no energy. You probably have a certain degree of pernicious anemia going on inside your body now because of the B12 deficiency. All right, so well, what are the best proteins? What are the proteins? We counterplex B12, but it's got meat in it. <laughs> so Well, see, that's, that's the, that's the compromise strict. I'm asking vegans and and vegetarians to do when I'm telling them to eat some deep ocean fish. You need that EPA, you need that DHA. And there's no place on this planet that it's concentrated as much as it is in the flesh of deep ocean fish. Because a synthetic B12 will not have the same effect. Mm -mm. So that's why it's so critical. We eat the way Mother Nature provided our food for us. So let's finish off with a couple of more supplements here we recommend with the question, what do I do if I hate meat? You know, I I can eat it and I'm not a vegan, I'm not a vegetarian, but I hate meat. Uh, Occasionally I'll hear that. But I mean, I hear people saying I hate vegetables much more than I ever hear somebody saying I hate meat. What do we recommend for people who hate meat? Well, a complete amino acid product that we have is called CalciFood. We have it in two different ways. It's um, a powder where you can put it in a shake, and it's literally ground up bone. I mean, it's, it's and marrow and raw, raw bone marrow. I mean, talk about licking the bones and the marrow out yes. of it. I mean, this is this is an amazing product um, that only Standard Process puts out. I can tell you how they make it. It's really stuck. They have a whole separate building for it because it's so loud. They have these huge drums. And from what I hear, I haven't seen them. They're, they're huge. They're like. Well, they're just like the ball mills that a mining operation will use to crush up rock into powder. Yeah. And, and it's this and, huge drum that you're talking about. And it has bowling ball size, solid steel balls yeah. inside there. As like this thing turns, it just crushes everything. Yeah, very slowly, so that it doesn't create a lot of heat. And then they, they add a little wheat germ in it to make it, well... To, to dry up the together. fat. Yes, and then they blow it up really high in the air. We've seen those machines when we were out there. And they spray honey on it, and it, that makes it drop to the ground, and then they stamp them out into wafers. these little wafers. And the honey, by the way, is Santa Process has their own hives. They don't trust anybody. <laughs> so... So, so they, they put the honey in so it doesn't taste, you know, like bone. Or the powder. The powder doesn't have any honey in it. Um, and 
that's a whole amino acid, incredible product. You could live off that product and syra food, which is mostly organ meat. Um, but I, I would supplement with at least calcio food. Or, and the proto food that we first mentioned at the beginning oh, yeah. to make sure that the essential amino acids are present. And they're really fragile. They're heat liable. I mean, they're killed with too much heat, even, yes. even too much oxygen. So, so you you have you have to be careful. You don't want to cook your meat too much. You know, you'll kill these heat liable ami essential amino acids. So, calcium food's a good source. Proto food's the best source for the essential amino acids. And then I would also throw in something called Cyruta Plus. Now, this isn't a protein per se, but it's the rootin. It's the it's like vitamin C on steroids, and vitamin C is the loom that protein winds itself around to make good, strong collagenous fibers. Absolutely. So that's a really good complement. So I would, you know, protofood, calcio food, and Cyro Cyruta Plus. I love the way Santa Process names their stuff. Food, calcio food. <laughs> and then how about a good fat, a good EPA, DHA source? Sure, tuna omega-3. Yes, so those four things would be amazing to add into as supplementation for your protein assimilation, for rebuilding, for healing, for, um, what do I always say? Your body is set to repair and restore. That's right. It's not set to fall to pieces. It's set to repair and restore. So you give it what it needs, and it, it's your best friend, and it works 24-7. It doesn't get off on President's Day yeah. or Valentine's day or christmas day it works 24 7 for you if you just give it what you're craving and what you need if you can't get what you're craving i mean i'm always craving deep sea fish but i can't always get it so i supplement with tuna omega-3 and same with the um the steaks you know the good soups the the good pork chops the bacon the eggs you know i can't always get those on the run i know your lives are all busy so I will throw in calcium food and proto food and Cyruta Plus. All right. So now that we've gone through a comparison of plant-based proteins and food-based proteins, this is why we put together that food cheat sheet. So you go to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash GAPS, grab your free copy today, and when you grab that, you'll have the opportunity to have our new meal plan, which takes all the work out of actually using those foods that are listed in the food cheat sheet. So after the show, be sure to head to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash GAPS and start making a difference today. All right. We will see you next week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast with Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. It's our pleasure to join you on your health revolution and look forward to our quest for health together. Join us again next week for more health secrets and forbidden truths about self-healing. Until then, visit ForbiddenDoctor.com and enter your email to receive a special coupon for the Forbidden Doctor Special Scientific Formula, our long-life energy enzymes. This custom-made one-capsule supplement is created from the most concentrated energy-stimulating enzymes. For more information, be sure to head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.